0: Be more productive. Be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of for First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing.
1: Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. We have Sean Mike with us. Sean, thank you for coming in. Thank you, bro. For those of you who don't know, Sean has helped me and thousands of other agencies. Much better. Look at that. Thousands of other agents and agencies build insurance businesses. We built it. We built it. Somebody referenced you as the Michael Jordan in middle school. They said you're not... People don't know how much... I
0: got cut from the team. You got that right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) People don't know how big of an impact that you're going to have, even though it's been so big, because... They said, you're just getting started and that we're working with a legend in we the insurance industry. We are just getting industry. started, I agree with So that. the first question is from Alex Peraza, and it is, how can I increase uh, families helped per writer? Um, I, I think a couple things. I am
0: I still, I, you know, I, uh, I can't back away from the way I feel about this. I haven't in 14 years, like... I do know the best way to help. You know, Andrew, I think when you and I first met, we knew each other working at a different company. I think the o well, I you from a sales standpoint, did you take any advice that I gave? I trained. Did you listen to me? Yeah. Why? Because you sold. Because I sold. I I, I I, just, I'm just, I'm telling you, we have a middle manager problem here. And the middle manager problem you is. You sold a lot. Yeah, I guess a lot. You can't – listen, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me to help 10, 12 families a week unless your business is so big that you used to do it. And I get you're not doing it now. I understand that. You're near an integrity partnership. You are an integrity partner. I totally get that. But for me, I, you can't – I'm not going to talk to Andrew about helping 10 families a week if I help two or none. I'm just not. And I don't think I should. So the, if you don't help more families than they do, or almost as many, please don't try to give advice. And your best bet is to point them to the training. If you're not doing it, don't try to give them the advice. Point them to the training. You know, if I was trying to do advanced markets and Tom has four annuities he wants to write, I point him towards the advanced markets training. It's not my specialty. It's not my area of strength. So let's be real smart with people on how we're doing what we're doing and be real intentional about what we're doing. So I think that the, the, now if you're doing it, right, Emulating and talking about it, you talk about it. You'll learn a lot more, Andrew, from me about me talking about my appointments that week. Cause I can probably, you can probably relate to some of them because they're going to say the same things to me. Or mm-hmm. maybe they don't, cause I worked hard to get them to, I, to avoid the objections. But I can talk you about what I did this week. That's the best teaching tool. And talking in principle don't work very well. You know, I always, always say to people, we used to, well, I coached football for years. And the first thing I did in front of the parents, kids, every year, I'd give my buddy Jared the football. You know, he's a big old dude, huge. And I didn't even know him the first year. I was like, hey, who wants to run? And he's like, I'll do it. He was one of the coaches. Kid was really good. I was like, all right. So I said, we're going to do an angle pursuit drill. You're going to run full speed. I'm going to And he just assumed, he, you know, he's a big dude. And I would light him up. Like no pads, just light him up. Hit him square, wrap him up. We both get, you know, messed up, bump my face up. And I'd be like, that's how we're going to tackle. Everybody paid attention after that, including the parents. I was like, if y'all want to run the ball, you can. Like, I'm qualified to teach you about this. And my point was, is the first day of practice, it's a contact sport. If you shy away from contact, you, contact, you will get hurt. If you shy away from contact, you will never play. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad, if you yell at me or you won't yell at me, if you complain behind my back about your kid not playing, if he, or, if he, although all of them are boys, if he, if he was playing, if he was avoiding contact, I couldn't play him. So just know that going in. So, for us here, you have to show me through your production. You have to lead me because none of us are excited to make money for other people. So, now if you're talking to me about the training, just point me to the training. But, Andrew, if you tell me about five appointments you had this week and you walk me through some stories, that's how I learn. Mm-hmm. And this guy came out and he was a little bit aggressive. And then the wife was inside. I'm taking the wife every- was making cookies. And, dude know, but I'm taking everything you say because I'm going to have that scenario. Or, man, he said he wanted to think about it, and I said this. In practicality, man, that's, that's powerful because I get to relate to what you just went through. So I think a lot of it is got to make sure you're out there doing it. If not, be real good about getting out of the way and just go, let's get this guy or girl on the phone. Let's have them talk about it. Hey, you know what? I think you relate well to this guy. Let's get him on the phone with you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing wrong with saying, let me get you the person that has the information because I don't have the information. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it at all, you know? So that's my advice, dude. And, and, and again, first thing you got to do is ask them, though, how many families do you want to help a week? It's kind of weird when somebody's telling somebody to do something, they're like, dude, I, don't, I, don't, I never said I want to do that. I want to help two, four. And a lot of times we push people too much because we want the override. If you and Fat Refresh and Mike Mallon were on my team, there's four of us, Dude, I was going to sell enough life insurance for me anyway. Yeah. I didn't need your money. And I think that was always the biggest skill set I had was I didn't need anybody's override. I wanted to help you make money. I wanted to help you protect families. I had no problem building a business. But you could
1: go sell.
0: Dude, if you did or didn't, it wasn't going to impact me. So my clients. Yeah. I had too many appointments. You couldn't mess with me. So I could leave your house in 10 minutes and move on to somebody else.
1: That's huge. That's what you told me when I started. Take care of number one, which is you. Yeah. And then you you can help people. You don't need them to pay your bills.
0: And then you can actually invest in your business without worrying about it. Yeah. You know, give me the guy that helps 40 families a month or the guy that helps 20. Mm-hmm. The guy can live on helping 20, but he helps 40, or the girl helps 40. Now she has all that extra money. She's hard to mess with in business. Yeah.
1: Next question is from uh, Brian Contreras, and it is someone who is in sales, such as car sales, how could, how would you get them to understand the lifestyle they could have at FFL?
0: Um, I don't remember answering this one. I never I never answered this one. Um, here's what I'll tell you about car sales. I wasn't I was not. First thing is disclaimer. I was never in car sales. Okay, but like I'm gonna use Eric Schmidt and everybody else I know from car sales, and I grew up around car sales, but I never did it full time. What I can tell you is that's a business that. Eric Schmidt worked ninety hours a week, ninety. I mean, he legitimately worked, dude, yu me out like I'm not kidding you. the guy was there seven days a week, literally fourteen hours a day. I mean, he couldn't go watch his kids' games, he couldn't participate in coaching, he couldn't go to school events. so what I've seen in those industries is that's a lot of like You don't get the return on your time. And then also, you're working for somebody else, right? Like, it's not your business. And does it get better? That's a big question, too. Here's what I know about I mean, again, I'm gonna keep using Eric. Eric worked more hours, he kept getting promoted. Salesman, general manager, whatever the other thing he was doing, they have promoted, whatever, all the stuff he did, it was more work. And then the problem is that business, and like, by the way, almost every, a lot of businesses, there's so many economic factors. They can all of a sudden change how you're compensated. In life insurance, your comp's your comp. The economy's good, you're at a 120, you're at a 120. The economy's bad, you're at a 120, you're at a 120. There is a housing bubble, you're at a 120, you're at a 120. There is a pandemic, you're at a 120, you're at a 120. Everybody needs life insurance, everybody has to have life insurance, and you own your business. So seven, eight, nine years from now, you go do something else, you retire, you leave the country, it's your business. You built renewals, money keeps coming in. As far as I know, they don't get paid, unless I'm wrong, they don't get paid year after year on the car sale. I think they sell and get paid one time, however it's structured. So my, my thing, a lot of the, from a lot of the men and women I've met, and this bit, Liz Brennan, who have been in that business, I've just heard how many hours they worked, and that they were capped on some level. At what they could do so the biggest thing for eric schmidt is is he doing better financially you have to ask him but it looks like his integrity partner he's done really well but his quality of life schmidt was like if i could make the same amount that i was making the car business and have a better quality of life i'm in i think it exceeded his expectations
1: got it that's good okay um at colton doer okay What would your conversation be like with an agent that is missing their goals every single month, primarily because it is lack of dialing due to getting emotional when someone tells them no or hangs up on them?
0: Depends on the person. Um, If it was Colton Doerr, I'd tell Colton Colton to grow up. And I would tell Colton to have some respect for himself. And I would talk to Colton about perspective. Um, It's worth getting emotional when... You get hit by a car. It's not worth getting emotional because somebody hung up the phone on you and wasn't nice to you. And honestly, if you're going to continue being emotional, you should definitely quit. I'm just, I'm not trying to, if your manager gets mad at you because they need your override, but you're never going to be any good anyway. You're just not. eh. I mean, a client says no or hangs the phone up. I just went and saw him and knocked on the door and told him I had asked him to take my shoes and went there and met with him. But I never let them get me upset, no matter what they said to me, no matter what, how, what disparaging comments, which weren't a lot. They made about me on the phone. I never let that bother me, never one time. Um, and this is a phenomenal business, but if you, let the, if, if you can't control your emotions, and by the way, it's as any business. If you can't control your emotions, you're not going to be any good at it. You'll be worthless at it. You just will be. And you can get a job, and you can be emotional. You're in your cubicle somewhere, dude. Like, I used to work at UPS. If I screamed and yelled in the truck, which I didn't, but if I did and I cried and whined, which I didn't, nobody would have known. Like, as long as I dropped off, you know, 1,200 packages for the day, I was good. Take a step back listen, not react. And this is the thing we do. We do a lot of reacting. The things that don't deserve a reaction, dude. You That's you could the be a radio. What we have is we're so damn emotional about everything. That's just we react, we react, we overreact, we continue to react, and I think we just don't know what to do with ourselves. You think know, so that if if to, you want to build something massive, you're going to learn to work to say, with all kinds of people true. that What's may happening? agree with everything you do, nothing you do, some what you do today to they'll do this, tomorrow okay. they'll do that. But keep the emotionality out of it you and okay. just do the best you can by people That's and get good. to know them, get to learn them, and get to connect with them. That was good, factory.
1: Sorry, I thought they were.
0: Shorter. Dude, no, but I mean, that is the answer. I'm not trying, I'm just saying. But you know what that proves? That We keep dealing with that all the time. So that, But I mean, that's the answer. The answer is, that I mean, because that's one of the things I learned to do. And I've not done it well personally. But I've learned how to do it professionally. And I've really learned how to just kind of, because at the end of the day, you, know, you and I have been saying this for however many years now. You know, a man or a woman in control of his or her emotions is dangerous. dangerous, dude, in a very good way. And, you know, there's a lot of us who have become really good at that. We just kind of, we're not emotional. We just kind of keep moving, you know? So I think, Colton, first thing I do is ask why. Like, why are you so emotional? And I wait. Now, if you go, dude, sorry, but my mom's sick. I've been having a tough time lately. Well, that makes sense.
1: So what if, that if, I, makes sense. What if I said, well, I have no money. And I just started with FFL two weeks ago. Well, and. I go. I'm behind on my mortgage, and yeah. this person telling me no is pissing me off. I'd go, hey Andrew, listen.
0: First of all, I've been there, and I have. I've been there. I've been there. Be- I've been behind on my mortgage. I know what it feels like, and I can understand that right now it seems like it can't get any worse. The good news is, a bunch of people woke up this morning, or I'm sorry, they didn't wake up. They died. So you already got a leg ahead. You got a leg up on them. And Andrew, I'm not asking you to laugh about your situation or act. But you're going to have to find a way to put it aside. Because if you don't, you're going to have to stop doing this because you're never going to be any good. Your personal situation is a mess right now. I, I got you. I get it. I've been there, believe me, in many different ways at many different times. But you can't carry that here. And if you carry it here, you have no chance of success. So I listen to you. I validate what you're going through. Like, dude, I hear you. And everybody, I learned this recently, everybody has trauma. Even small, but small, big, everybody's got trauma.
1: Well, if you have small trauma and not big trauma, it's still the biggest trauma you've ever had. Or if you've never had big trauma in your life. The small trauma is still big. The small big. trauma seems massive,
0: which I have to respect that it seems like a big deal. Just because my kids didn't grow up the way I did doesn't mean they haven't gone through stuff.
1: Even though you you would think...
0: To me, I'm like, dude, seriously? But that's not a good way to deal with that's it. The, yeah. That's their deal. And that's a big deal to them. You know what I mean? And and you'd help provide perspective. I'm a big perspective person. Um, I also am a big fan of the fact that if you complain about stuff that doesn't war isn't warrant isn't worthy of a complaint, you're you'd be careful, you'll eventually get something for real to complain about. And that makes me nervous too. I, and I'm a fan of that. Like that's that's dangerous, you know. So I think all of the above, Andrew, all those things combined, I think, uh, allows me to get real focused on on the fact that I'm going to ask why you're, what's going on. No matter what you tell me, I'm going to help put it in perspective for you. I might tell you, I'm sorry, I'm praying for you. I got it. You know, the guy is today. I said, hey, I'll see you at the meet next week. He said, only if my mom's situation allows. I said, what's going on with your mom? He said, she's dying. I said, hey, man, sorry, I'm praying for you and for your entire family. Let me know if you need something. But like that was just, instead of me going like, why not? What can't you do? What are you doing? What's going on? I go, okay all right cool and then like before i knew what he said i'm like yeah if we don't do lunch we don't do lunch. well it's my if my mom and instead of me going like what do you mean your mom i go well what's wrong with your mom he tells me like okay got it you know there's some people that like well you know i can't go because my mom broke her ankle
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's like i don't want her to break her ankle but is she like 85 or is she 50 or 60 like how old is she so i think colton you can only do so much and understand that, find out where the emotion derives from. And by the way, you can't deal with it every week. If Andrew Veidt taught you about it one or two or three weeks, I'm done talking about it. So would you say go Um, get
1: a job? Because my my frustration is this, okay? Let's say you call me, you're new, new, and you go, um, and you're you're brand new, and you start to put pressure on me, like I need to make X amount of money this week, or this is going to happen. I'm thinking like, dude, For you to get into the position you're in, it had to have taken you 20 years of Mm -hmm. bad habits or not doing the right thing, or it just didn't happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm. And then you want me to help you fix it overnight. Correct. And that's frustrating for me. Well,
0: I think the answer to that is, but this is what, if that was you, I'd go, Andrew, this is why you're in the position you're in. Do you know what your problem is, Andrew? After you told me that, I would say, do you know what your problem is? What is your problem, Andrew? How is your problem my problem? See, Andrew, you have a problem right now. Situation you put yourself into, whether it's been six months or ten years, you come to me and go, "I need to do this or this, or this, or what's going to happen." Why are you dump that on me? You're dumping it on me because you don't know how to hold it yourself. You don't want, it, and you can't be adult enough to handle it. Sit in it and deal with it. It sucks right now. Suck it up, figure it out. And nobody ever told you that, probably growing up. But I'm telling you, suck it up and figure it out. Your problem, I'm here for you, bud, and I'll do anything I can to help you out. But stop coming at me with a situation you created asking me to fix it. That ain't right. And the reason I said about a job is most people don't want their job. It's why they quit their job, or they lost their job, they got downsized, they got fired, whatever it was, and they're here, and they want to make a go as an independent contractor. So it's like, then go get your job back. Well, I don't want my job back. And start acting like it. But the first sign of, oh my God, something went wrong, is for you to run and find somebody else to fix it for you? How are you ever going to be successful? My fault. Let me fix it. That's on me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not complicated. So you don't live in that world. Hell no. Never. And you don't allow it to. Dude, I'm a train wreck. Do I come to you and ask you to fix my problems? I might talk to you about them because it makes you laugh. But I ain't coming to you going like, fix my problems, But I mean if people come to you. Hell
1: no. And have people tried to do that before?
0: They used to. They don't anymore. Do you see them? Nobody does it to me. You deal. I don't ever deal with it. Never, not unless they don't know me at all. Dude, they watch, they listen to how we talk. I get people that really want to do something. They go, hey, I want to talk. Not people going like, let me tell, because I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm a minimizer. I'm a perspective guy. Suck it up. Like, what do you want me to tell you? People are like, well, you, how do you do that? You just have to do it. It doesn't mean it doesn't suck. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it's not sad. What do you think, I'm, I'm a robot. But you've got to do what you got to do to take care of your
1: family, your kids, the whole deal. It is what it is. It is. What so it is. if something's bothering you, or you're sad about something, mm-hmm. do you do you just keep busy? Like, what's your advice in that scenario?
0: First of all, I I do keep busy because I think keeping busy solves a like, lot. You don't stop Work, think.
1: and think about it, or what if I do?
0: stop and try to wallow in how bad it is. If I want to fix whatever's making me sad, I will. If I can't fix what's making me sad, then I acknowledge I can't. So if something's happening where I want to fix it, then I'll work hard to fix it. If I go, man, that makes me sad, but I really don't want to do anything about it because it is the right decision, then I'm going to live with it, okay? If it's something I can fix but not today, I can't do anything about it today, right? What do you want me to do about it? So for me, I don't live in that, and I won't let you, I won't let you take me there either. I'm not mad at you at all, but I'm not living there with you. I'm like, Andrew, I hear you and all that, and I'm sorry about that, bud, but when you look at the grand scheme of the world, people dying, people with cancer, like you're behind on your mortgage for five years of not working, and you want to, bro, I can't go there with you. You're able-bodied, healthy, seem to be very, very blessed. The problem is you're very blessed and you're trying to convince me you're not, and you're trying to convince yourself. You've already convinced yourself you're not selling me, so I know you're blessed. Start acting that way, bud. I believe in you. And then I spit it. I believe in you. I think you can do it. But you have to believe in you. The problem is you don't believe in you. And that's where the issue comes from. Until you believe in you, it ain't going to make a difference. And then I talk about why you should believe in yourself. But after I do that one time, Andrew, I'm done. Yeah. Two weeks now, I'm not going to do the same thing, bro. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not mad at you.
1: Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back uh, next week, Saturday. 8 a.m. Pacific time, live on Instagram. See you guys.